The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the match preview between Leeds United, greatest team in the world, and Chelsky, the Russian shit cunts from down south. My name's Adonis. You know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. Joining us today to discuss this game is uh, our resident Riot Badger, returning Alex. Back from the dead. Hello. <laughs> You're a, you've become Scouse in the time that you've been away. My name's John Lennon. I'm back from the dead. And uh, and and joining us is the uh, is one of the Chelsea subreddit moderators, Dan Welser. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks a lot for having me. You you kind of welcome, Dan. You are. <laughs> we'll see how this goes, shall we? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is everybody? How are you, Dan? How are you, Alex? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. Um, it's a Friday, which is obviously uh, enjoyable, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing Chelsea play Leeds. Uh, for the first time in a very long time, I have to say. So, Did you yeah. buy tickets then? Uh, I didn't. I'm a, I'm a member, but I'm not a season ticket holder. And I dared not put my name in the ballots. Um, I just dread to think about whether you could even get a ticket, to be honest. Mate. You will get lynched by season ticket holders <laughs> if you, as a member, got a ticket. Let me tell you. Well, now I've said this, definitely, yeah. <laughs> to say that, though, I reckon there will be at least one Leeds fan in the Chelsea end for this. There's got to be somebody who's paid above the odds has bribed some poor Chelsea supporter, like been there every game, man and boys, like, no, I'll give you five grand for your ticket. There's always somebody who's got to outdo the others, isn't there? Well, it's a good thing it's social distancing, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, that could be it. rather messy. That guy sounds like he's from Yorkshire. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a bit of class distancing as well. Um, so, <laughs> kind of talking about tickets uh we might as well touch on it. Um, ticket prices, some of them are going for £75. Others are going for £470. Um, okay. So this was a premium plated package. Luxury seat in the West Stand middle tier. Glass of champagne on arrival. Um, well, that's, that's 100, 100 quid already, isn't it? Yeah, 470 <laughs> I'd, I'd like the bottle, please. Um, where's the rest of it? Complimentary bar included... Beer, wine, spirits, soft drinks. You get a team sheet. Oh, good piece of That's paper. Good. Yeah. Nice. Print yeah. out and a program. Dan, do you despair at your club? I mean, <laughs> you announce your club and all it stands for. <laughs> yeah. You're going to burn your shirts and. Yeah, yeah. Just because. <laughs> well, you would do, wouldn't you? It's a, it's a weird one, really, because um, I suppose. As a Chelsea fan, I've always been quite used to the um, higher pop tickets, I suppose. I wouldn't agree to the, the £70, but um, it's difficult times, isn't it, really? And if there's only 2,000 fans that are allowed in, if people are going to pay 70 quid, then people are going to pay it, aren't they? So Difficult times, not for Russian billionaires. <laughs> well, you we see, we've got to pay off Werner, haven't we, and Havertz and all these other players and... You know, coming around to January as well, I expect Declan Rice to be joining us. So, uh, yeah, people have got to pay to uh, to get him in. And do you know how much it costs to run a giant yacht with its own <laughs> helicopter? I mean... <laughs> and submarines. <laughs> come on, man. You know, 
he's having a hard time, is Roman. It's <laughs> <laughs> he's on his last he's la- he's on his last oil fields. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I will give um, I will give Roman his dues though. I think over the um, coronavirus periods, obviously Chelsea were one of the main clubs that kept people employed, uh, did a lot for the NHS and other bits and pieces like that as well. So even though I might slightly be biased, um, they, they did do quite a lot for the uh, for the community back when it was quite difficult times. Yeah, so you didn't sack your mascot or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> stand, got that stand moral high ground against the other London clubs. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. I do have a responsibility to ask you this question. So when did you start supporting Chelsea? Okay, yeah, good question. Um, so, I've, <laughs> no, um, I've been supporting Chelsea all my life, really. My dad is from London, so uh, the uh, the actual fans have uh, come up through there. Um, so, I do remember the old days. I remember, you know, not finishing in the top half of the table and other bits and pieces like that. So, what can I say? That after 2005, it all got a lot nicer for me, I have to say. So... It's Can't a, complain. Takes the shine off it though, doesn't it? Isn't it a bit yeah, like using a cheat fine. code on Football Manager or something? <laughs> you use a cheat code yeah. and give yourself five billion. Yeah, but sometimes you want to use a cheat code, don't you? Really, I have to say. And uh, it's nice to uh, lift some silverware every now and again. I have to say. You feel dirty though, don't you? Afterwards, you feel dirty like you've looked up some weird porn, isn't it? Yeah. Don't I you feel have, like that? I, just have, I have a cold shower afterwards. To be fair, and everything's all right. So it's not too bad. Yeah, I feel fine after it, you know. <laughs> Post euphoria, it's, it's okay. Is it? You know, is it a moderator on Reddit? He's seen stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> you can't shame him with weird porn. <laughs> you, you, you've got two hundred thousand uh, members on that subreddit. Is that correct? Was I reading that right, or did they get yeah, it wrong? Yeah. Uh, no, two two hundred and five thousand yeah. members. So I think um, I jumped on the lead subreddit uh, after you messaged, actually. And I think you've got like uh, nineteen thousand or something. So mm. I think uh, Chelsea subreddit is like the third or fourth biggest um, in the Premier League, the UK fan base wise, which is pretty cool. How do you do that? So how do you of, keep like them? That. How do you keep them all those monkeys in in check? Is that, <laughs> is that difficult? <laughs> Well, I'm sure they're going to lynch me afterwards, to be fair, after they've all watched this. Um, mm. But no, I have to say, we've actually got quite a nice uh, fan base. And um, even though on the internet, you're always going to find you've got the crazy people. But mm. on the whole, um, people are actually quite um, well-mannered and actually have something decent to say rather than sack the manager, Lampard out and stuff like that, you know. There's <laughs> no, a bit more just, just on the lead forum. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, generally it's, it's okay, I have to say. And it's uh, it's nice to have uh, quite a big community uh, to be involved with uh, when it comes to games as well. So mm. it's all good. So I think all the Leeds United subreddit, is, all that is is to rip my content off Twitter and put it on Reddit <laughs> in their name. That's all that's for. That's it, the internet, isn't it? It sounds like a very sensible plan, though, to sack Lampard. <laughs> Do you reckon? Do you not think that with that team that you have, somebody else could be winning just about everything, every competition that ever existed and ones that don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one because um, I do think, honestly, it was probably a little bit too soon for Lampard to come into the job. Mm-hmm. However, um, obviously there was that romanticism around it all, um, you know, him coming back to the bridge, um, a year at Derby and this and the other. 
However, I do think that this time around it might be slightly different. Obviously, please feel free to clip this and put it on again in a year's time when uh, we've got another manager in. But it, it does feel like a lot more this time around we're actually building something and there is a little bit more time. I think uh, Havertz is the, the perfect example where he's not playing day in and day out. And I think uh, Frank's been given the opportunity to pick his own sides and actually play the teams that he wants to rather than having that pressure on him. So, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> Maybe Mourinho will come back for his third stint when it all goes to pan at Spurs. <laughs> Alex, do you have anything to say? Huh? <laughs> Don't threaten me with that. I'm poking <laughs> you. I'm poking you with my big foam finger. <laughs> this podcast is an audio medium, but please visit the YouTube if you'd like to see the, yeah. Um, it's it's difficult to sort of um, justify the amount of money we've been spending in the past two seasons and, and this season compared to how much was Keeper? Um, 70 oh. something million yeah a, a lot a lot uh, like our team cost less than your keeper did last season and it's just unreal and it's it's like if I went on football manager and I know nothing about football if I went, if I went on football manager and had a cheat card I'd probably buy the players that you guys have got mm. and it feels like that's what Lampard's done it's just like a kid at Christmas he couldn't have done that at Derby so you know, he's got to do it that way but I, yeah. I don't know it's, it just feels, it leaves it a little bit cold for me but uh, maybe that's just jealousy I don't know yeah. So we have that effect on a lot of people, don't yeah. we? So I think it comes across a bit as entitlement. I think that's the overarching feeling I get from Lampard in general. I feel like if he loses a game or something goes wrong, he, he's immediately complaining about everything. Klopp, you know, the weather, the pitch, the schedule. You know what I mean? Um but but when he wins a few games, he doesn't complain about anything. Does that is that right, Dan? I don't know, because um, watching some of Klopp's post-match, um, <laughs> so you're really, you're poking out your product. I don't know. I, I think for me, uh, I, like, I like seeing the passion. And again, it, it kind of goes back to that romantic feeling of, uh, you know, Lampard being back in a different role. Um, but I, I think this year is just going to be crazy because you've you got people like Klopp, who are kicking off about the five subs and, you know, it's all, it's all soon that Mourinho will be kicking off again. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is doing this thing as well. So I think it's nice to have a manager that's kind of in there really and getting involved because at the end of the day, obviously we all watch our team play, but I think we're all in, interested in the, uh, the stuff behind the scenes and what managers have to say about each other as well. So. And Lampard's oh. always got something to say, which then got a little bit of jocular, but no, seriously. You know, he's, he's <laughs> just followed, he's followed the same like template for ages. And this is, this is no disrespect to Chelsea or you, Dan, but he's an absolute prick. And yeah. I don't know how you guys can like him. He is, so, yeah, yeah. He comes across as most disingenuous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How he, prick. How, we can, how we can have a go at, at Klopp and Liverpool for celebrating uh, winning the title for the first time for them in 30 years when uh, he he won a semi-final playoff against us and they took a fucking shit in our changing room. Literally. <laughs> I mean, there's levels in there. That's something to celebrate that is, isn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, um, he's, he's comparing his playing um, accolades to Klopp's managerial accolades, which are, they just don't translate. Um, yeah, he's, he, he needs knocking down a few pegs. So uh, Saturday... Five o'clock. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
Yeah, it's a weird yeah. time as well, isn't it? It's too late. Mm-hmm. Think it's too late for a football game, Dan? I, I don't know. I think at the moment, when there isn't anything else to do over the weekends, I quite enjoy the fact that I can organise my day and watch the game at half twelve, then at three, then at five, and then at eight o'clock. So um, I quite like the idea of watching the game at eight o'clock. I can put my kids to bed, and then uh, jobs are good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, but Dan, we've got to do a fucking match review after it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. That's, that's the job you got into, isn't it? So that's it. One o'clock in the morning, like lads. I think. It's, <laughs> yeah. So, as we all know, uh, from oil money comes plastic fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this an issue. You've been obviously you were you were supporting Chelsea before two thousand and five. So, is this an issue for you, Dan? Is that uh, annoying to you somehow? Yeah, I suppose. I think I'm more annoying for the facts um, for fan um, stadium game fans, I suppose, because it does make it more difficult to get tickets and go to the game. However, um, I don't know. It's, it's nice to have your club backed and, you know, to become a bit more of a global phenomenon, as it were. I'd, I'd rather have more fans than less fans I suppose uh, and I'm sure that you guys would be exactly the same if you're in my position I'm sure you'd be more than happy to have everyone on the bandwagon celebrating yes no. surely <laughs> yes <and no. laughs> I think it's, it's difficult because we have gone through some shit uh, to get to where we are now and it yeah. does rankle a little bit that's like there's people coming in now who are new fans oh I've decided to choose Leeds United as my football team it's like where the fuck are you from um, yeah, but no, it's, it is nice to see new fans. I think the uh, the documentary did a lot of that for us, and we have like, gained a lot of fans from it. And oh. they're welcomed on the whole. But if they want to take my fucking seat, they fuck off. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the ones that get like- me are, the, are the, the Twitter profiles that are like, you know, I'm a dedicated Chelsea and Man United fan. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I followed Juan Mata across, and he's my favourite player. So yeah, I right, have to have a, yeah, two yeah. shirts and stuff like that. But I don't know because I, I think the, the weirdest thing is I, I don't know whether any of you guys support any other um, sports. Um, but like for me, when it comes to basketball, you know, it's very difficult to follow a, an English basketball team. Hmm. So you kind of have to go to the American leagues and obviously the NBA. Um, even though I know the Americans now are getting their MLS up and up and running, and it has been going on for some time, it's very difficult to overlook the Premier League, considering it's on everywhere. So you know, naturally, you're always going to find there are going to be people going, "Oh, you know, Christian Pulisic, I really want to support the club that he plays for." And you know, Messi and Ronaldo have been doing it for ages with a lot of their yeah. fans as well. So, Dan, 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 you're on the Roaring Peacock. This is far too sensible and logical. <laughs> It's this, fine. When we start, when we start talking into the match, we can actually start all the profanity, can't we? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so memories of uh, Leeds, Leeds versus Chelsea. Then memories of the rivalry. I, I think the one that I remember is there was a, a cup game at Ellen Road, and it was just as stuff had we started going wrong for us. I think we were in the Championship at the time, and Chelsea brought a few fans. I think you filled the cheese wedge. And just sang Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea for 120 minutes. <laughs> it's like yeah. a new song, please. <laughs> Another one. I know oh. that one. <laughs> well, it's for the plastic fans, you see, because uh, they they remember the name, so it's I easy see. to tell. <laughs> right. Spot again, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did hear there was a phase. I think it was like maybe 98. It could have been and um, or 97, 98, 99, some somewhere around then. 
And there was this thing of, we're just going to sing, Chelsea, 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 <laughs> for the whole game, for the 90 minutes. That's what it was. And other things I remember is you used to be sponsored by Cars and Amiga. Um, yeah. It's just two of the best sponsors ever. Cars, a ship, yeah. beer, Amiga. Fantastic computer system. Mm. Right. Or, Autoglass as well. <laughs> Autoglass yeah, yeah. was my first shirt. I just remember obviously seeing that and not even knowing what Autoglass was when you were young as well. You just go, what is that? And obviously when you're older, oh, it's uh, windscreen repairs, is it? You don't get a lot of them anymore, do you? <laughs> How did How they exciting. have the money to sponsor, uh, to have the shirt sponsor of uh, Chelsea Football? Madness, God, isn't it? <laughs> it is, right, especially think nowadays. They were going around smashing a lot of windows. There were a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, it's begun. Yeah. The Battle of the Bridge, memories of that. There were two sendings off. I think they were both in the first half. <laughs> Years ago for me, man. I couldn't remember that far behind. Okay. Talk about the 2004 game. No, no, no. It was, be- it was before then, I think. I think it, it was it was one of those. Yeah, I think it was ninety seven. I have no idea. Do you not remember that game either? No, I have no idea. Ninety seven was when. <clears throat> so what would it happen in ninety seven? Oh, I've discovered girls. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably not really that interested in football. So. Well, I know the feeling. <laughs> I've only got a small one, but but oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> Um, no, it was a, it was a, it's one of these games that you need to go on after, after this, uh, after this pod, you need to jump off. You need to hop on YouTube if you haven't seen it. And, um, there's a, there's a yellow, there's a, there's a foul, uh, less than every five minutes. Or is it a yellow card less than every five minutes? And, um, and, and two sendings off. And it's, it's one of the most incredible games of football that you'll ever see just about seven players from both sides completely lost their heads in the first within the first five ten minutes sounds about right so that's what we'll be seeing you, tomorrow then i was gonna say do you, do you think that's going to be happening tomorrow because uh, i think the the chelsea league's rivalry i think um there must be quite a lot of younger fans that won't necessarily remember the uh the intensity of quite a lot of our games because i was trying to think about this before um obviously it's only really frank that's experienced uh, the Chelsea Leeds games. So, I don't know, what do you think? Well, there's Patrick Bamford as well. Obviously, yeah. a lot of uh, dog in the fight. He's got 2,000 fans to shush when he scores. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. It's one of them where <clears throat> commentators, like they did at the Everton game for us, oh, it's a classic fixture, you know, rivalries renewed and stuff like that. But we're two very different teams from when we last met. Mm. So it'll be interesting to watch. I don't think it'll be fouls flying in. Although we've got a reputation of being a dirty Leeds team, we're nothing like it. We're at the bottom of the league for you know, fouls and cards and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah. Well, I think that the young fans of Leeds United will understand the rivalry because almost every game we sing, when I was just a baby, I asked my mother, what should I be? Should I be Chelsea? Should I be Leeds? Here's what she said to me. Wash your mouth out, Dan. <laughs> and go get your father's gun. Pan. And shoot the Chelsea scum. Shoot the Chelsea scum. We hate Chelsea. We hate Chelsea. Yeah, Dan doesn't rhyme with gun. 
Just, Fuck off, Alex. Next time. You're meant to be on my side here. <laughs> I meant the song better. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but um, yeah, I think I think there will be an understanding. Obviously, there's going to be fans there. Um, I'm sure you guys will be singing "We All Hate Leeds." Um, there'll be some element of it, but it won't be the same. I did see a particularly hot, spicy take. On uh, on Twitter today. Oh, this is the same one I saw. This was brilliant. Are you going to? Is this the? Was it regarding that? Oh, it's going to be difficult for Chelsea because Leeds will pack the bus. Yes. You want to read that? Oh out? my fucking god! I can't read it out verbatim, but okay. Obviously, Leeds, that guy's never seen us play football at Leeds all. Leeds parking so. the bus. Chelsea will struggle to break them down, but three nil incoming. <laughs> is this is this from a Chelsea fan? Yeah. Yep. I won't give out the app then we, don't, <laughs> then we don't induce a pylon but if you search for it you'll find it on pylon all you want yeah but if you search for uh, <laughs> search for it on, on Pornhub 500 <laughs> Leeds fans pylon uh, desperate Chelsea uh, male I think it's just lazy research isn't it that's all it is it's, they're, they're assuming just because we're a newly promoted team that we will sit back behind the ball which to us to his detriment, sometimes I think we attack a little bit too much, probably leave a little herself a little bit open at the back, but we're never going to change what we do. And that's why we like watching Leeds. So. Well, I was going to say, the uh, the game that you played against Man City, you didn't part the best, did you? It was uh, quite a, a high-flying game. And I was, I was kind of expecting, not along the same lines, but something similar, surely with mm-hmm. the Chelsea game as well. So, parking the bus, amazing. In the, this is the third season uh with Bielsa at the wheel. <laughs> and uh, I am yet to see a Leeds team park the bus. Oh, yeah. We were 3-0 up um, against Cardiff one time. We just kept attacking and we they, they came back and drew 3 all. So if you don't park the bus at 3-0 or 4-0 up, you're never going to park the bus. You park the bus at 7-0, don't you? Because... Uh... Seven was no. a dangerous lead. <laughs> yeah, for Leeds it would be. If we were against yeah. 10 men Wigan, I would park the bus at 7 0. <laughs> <laughs> if we got a penalty and they got a man sent off, yep. definitely time to park the bus. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't want to live through that again, please. No. Please, God, no. So, um, seems like as good a time as any. <clears throat> and I have some incredibly good news for fans of Alex because. In the match preview prediction, Hi, Lee, <laughs> Alex is on eight points and our opposition uh, fans are on six points. Alex has scored in seven out of ten games so far and opposition, um, the opposition have only scored in three out of the ten games so far. So, Dan, and for any new listeners, I will ask... You, Dan, for a prediction, and then I'll ask Alex for a prediction. You get one point for guessing if it's a win, draw, or a loss. You get three points for the exact scoreline, and you will get a point for guessing a scorer. Um, I'm going to introduce a new rule because it has dawned on me since Alex mentioned it. uh, I had the revelation right after you told me about it, um, that people could game the system here. So when you are guessing... The scorer, uh, bear, bear in mind that you will lose one point if you're not correct with those scorers. So, no with all that in mind, I, Dan, what is your match prediction? Uh, 
It's tough. My uh, my head says it's going to be a score draw. However, I'm going to go with my hat and say it's going to be three one Chelsea with oh, wow. Giroud to score. Woof. Going big. Going big or going home. I'm going to be uh, more uh, conservative and say it's going to be 6-0 Leeds. Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be... Bamford to score four. <laughs> uh, it's going to be 2-1 to Leeds. Um, we're going to get two from Bamford. And he's going to be See, an absolute shit house as well. <laughs> See, I do think Bamford's going to be the one that scores for you as well in the in the 3-1 victory to Chelsea, you see. I'll stop adding scorers in. I'm, I'm doing well here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very nice. So that was the predictions. And now I've run out of talking points because you didn't remember any of the uh, the old rivalry stuff from the 90s, you bastards. <laughs> well, the talking point is Tony Dorigo. He's, he's a guy that's played for both, hasn't he? Which he always looked weird in a Chelsea kit. I never liked that. <laughs> uh, got Dennis Wise as a, a common foe. Yeah, with his wobbly eyes and yeah, Tori Underflow and uh, Gus Poyet as well coming to us with you know it's quite an inbred thing to say we've got a rivalry, but I don't I don't think there's many ex Chelsea that we're fond of, are we? Really? <laughs> <laughs> we can always talk about the last uh, meeting between Leeds and Chelsea if you want to the uh, the League Cup game. I don't think that happened. <laughs> no, no, don't remember that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It's a League Cup, isn't it? He likes the League Cup, eh? Yeah. No, not a fan. Not a fan. No. Ever since 96, I hated it. <laughs> um, Ken Bates, you oh, got yeah. any uh, stories or memories of uh, of of the uh, the man, the myth? No. No? He's a, he's a, he's a nice guy. What? Nah, nah, we've not met the right guy. That must no. be must be a different. It must be Clive Bates that you guys met. Clive. Yeah, yeah, Clive yeah, Bates, right? Clive, Ronald, Ronald Bates. I, I suppose you've forgotten about him with all your rolling in your filthy, dirty oil money billions. Uh, you just can't hear you. Yeah, exactly. It's just too many champagne corks popping around everywhere. It's, yeah, it's tough to does. hear anything. So what's interesting, like what's interesting to me is you actually think, so you're going to get Declan Rice, right? To me, right? We've just, we've just come off the back of a, a summer transfer window that we haven't seen the likes of in decades. Um, I feel like Rafinha's only just walked through the door and, um, and, and I don't even know who Lorente is. I, I, he might just what's be like? one of those stories that you tell children to... Uh, <laughs> So you're talking about getting Declan Rice. You've just spent a quarter of a billion pounds, haven't you? Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's a strange one because I think um, Declan has always been mooted because of his links and obviously playing for Chelsea um, at the underage group. Um, I think Frank wants someone to replace Kante, obviously, um, to, to switch in with him. Maybe more so for the fact that Kante probably was off, off his game last season. Um, but again, I don't know. I think it's going to be weird to see because I did see some stories where um, the club were talking about how this is just phase one and how phase two is going to be coming in as well. And we do plan to spend more money come around uh, the summer, this coming summer. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we do decide to do and whether we do get people like Rice to come in. But 
I think one thing I do like about our, about Chelsea is that we do try and balance the books quite well. And even though this summer we have we, we have obviously spent a lot of money, we do sell a lot of players as well. And I think Marina tends to do quite well with the uh, the incoming and outgoing transfers. I think I see how you balance a checkbook of a quarter of a billion in outgoings. I mean, that's... Uh... Uh, You'd be surprised because, um, you know, we sold Morata for 50 million. Um, Diego Costa was sold for around about that amount as well. Um, Hazard was sold for over 100 with um, a year left in his contracts. So you're in you're in debt to uh, to Roman Abramovich to the tune of over £1 billion. Pounds. Yes, all right. Am I missing, am I missing <laughs> something? You're balancing the books. Am I missing, did I miss something here? Oh, that's fine. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> It's cool, don't, it's fine. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I do realise that you've uh, been very, you've been a very good sport here coming on, coming on this, this podcast. I do realise that I'm roasting you, but I, I'd be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel right about myself if, if I was like completely nice to a Chelsea fan, to be honest, even though you are an incredibly nice guy. <laughs> You just wait, mate. You just wait till this is over. I'll be, I'll be going over to my subreddit and saying, "All right, we need to, we need to bomb these guys now." Rawing your bastards! These northern monkeys! <laughs> oh dear! I do see that you, you, you did make a profit of sixty-two million in the 2018-2019 season. I see what I kind of see what you're saying, but I still think, uh, I still think. Uh, is a crazy model, to be honest. I mean, you've gotten rid of Salah, Kevin De Bruyne. You don't develop players. You just treat them as uh, some sort of commodities. I-, I think that's the big issue as well with a lot of Leeds fans and the comparison with Lampard. Bielsa was uh, nominated for FIFA Men's Best Coach, okay? And they're, 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 this boiled an enormous amount of uh, urine on Twitter. And there were a lot of uh, people saying... Oh, Lampard. Why isn't Lampard nominated, for example? Just one of the names amongst yeah. Dean Smith, Chrissy Wilder, and all, all of that. And and my argument would be that Chelsea, for example, you don't develop players. You, you, you send them out on loan. You get as many as you can in your youth team. Then you send them all out on loan. And, um, and some of them turn out to be Salah and Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> and now you're having to... You're talking about buying back Declan Rice. Yeah. It is, I tell you what, it is strange because, yeah, when you do pull out players like that, then you do kind of think, ah, should we have probably given them more time? Um, but I do remember when De Bruyne was playing and Salah, um, you know, they weren't really well beaters like they are now. And yeah, you know, if you gave them like another season or two, perhaps uh, they would be the players that they are and still in a Chelsea kit. But then what you could say as well is, would we be without a few FA Cups and League Cups within that time as well? Because we would have had to have given those players some game time and perhaps not had ready-made players like we have now. So it's, it's tough. Uh, but talking about, obviously, the loan army, I know, obviously, we do get a lot of stick for that. But, you know, I think it's, it's our business model, which has obviously been quite effective. So I, I don't necessarily see something wrong with it, but then I can see why other other clubs do. Because I, I think Man City probably have just as big a, um, a loan army, but yet no one ever seems to speak about them at all. No, we don't speak bad about them because they give us Jack Harrison, so they're fine. <laughs> oh, we did. Absolutely fine. We did. We did speak about them. We uh, we put their Alex put their badge in, on, on top of a, an oil an oil oh, canister. I'm talking, I'm talking about their line. with the album cover. Their 
Another lines. Um, the Lord Army, I'd, you know, I'm fine with it because we've got Harrison about it. But mm. the Chelsea one, we got um, Izzy Brown. So Yeah. And yeah. You, you can say that um, Bamford's kind of come through the line army and uh, he's developed into obviously one of your key strikers this year, hasn't he? So yeah, but he needed the world's best coach to... In, in, indirectly, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you're be... talking about your players not being world beaters, um, Salah and De Bruyne, until they got developed elsewhere. I mean, you, you think this team that finished 13th before Bielsa, you think they were a bunch of world beaters? Before I just think I just think that there's an alternative, you know, getting a good coach. And I just I don't see I fail to see this thing about Frank Lampard. How is a good coach? Is he a good coach? Am I missing something, Dan? You watch well, them every week. Well, see, see, uh, this season I think we're playing a lot better than what we did last season for obvious reasons. He's still he's still young in his coaching career, isn't he? And you know, I think I watch games like the Sevilla game on Tuesday and even though it was one of Giroud's best games in blue uh, you've still got to put some respect onto Frank for his team selection and as soon as that team came out a lot of people were like you know why are we playing Emerson why are we playing Christensen all these fringe players but yet they gel quite well against a very good um, Spanish European team so uh, I think time will tell my frustration is when he gets compared to people like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer who have obviously been in management for a lot longer I think Frank does need a bit more time before you can really judge him I suppose um, but then you know when you are a manager of Chelsea you're always going to have this on you aren't you really just as much as Bielsa does I suppose with Leeds So then the question is then why are you willing to spend time on a manager but not players like Salah and De Bruyne that's it. Why would it's where's it felt like he were brought in to kind of like be the make weight while he had a transfer ban, and yeah. then afterwards yeah. he'd get axed and go, but he's kind of kept his job. Um, so this is what I think that they they kind of decided that they want a bit of a change, really, because yeah, you know, we did go through managers like revolving doors, hmm. um, but because of the transfer ban, I think they used that opportunity to say, right, you know, let's try and see what stability and long-term looks like. And I think, you know, we're in an age now where it's very unlikely that we'll have managers that stay at clubs for, you know, an, an indefinite period of time, like your Wengers, like your Ferguson's. So, um, I don't know, really. It's tough to say. But I, I, I would say, if if Frank was to win a trophy this season, for instance, however he does it or so, um, you know, does that make people think differently of him? Or is it solely because he's in charge of Chelsea? Do we have to go to a different team? Um, you know, it's it's tough, isn't it, really, for any former manager? And I think I'd have respected him if he'd have moved to Chelsea after winning the league with Derby. You know, then he's, he's achieved something as a manager and then he's, he's earned his, his place at a, a big club. But he's he's failed and then he's got the job on kind of past ties, nepotism, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I can't judge him as a good manager. And taking, taking away the lead side of things and the fact that he shat on his floor, you know, <laughs> um, I cannot see him as a good manager or a good coach because he seems to, like Adonis has said earlier, he seems to moan a lot when he loses and then not kind of give the credit to anybody else when he wins. So, yeah, I... I th- yeah, he does need time. For, definitely needs time to convince me that he's a decent manager. Um, mm. But time will tell. But you know, do, managers do stick around for a long time because Bielsa is going to be here until twenty fifty. So yeah, I would I would take <laughs> our I would take our opinion with a pinch of salt as well. We are coming from the perspective of having the greatest manager potentially, of course, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in football in history, ever. 
Um, and, and, and even if he's not the greatest, he's in the argument. And even if he's not the greatest coach, he's probably the nicest. He's probably the nicest human being. Like he never had a bad word to say about anybody. He gives the little kids sweets, you know. <laughs> you know, he, he, he thanks everybody. When he wins an award, he, he, did, he dedicates it to, you know, the cleaning, the cleaning stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just unbelievably nice. He got the players picking up litter. So I, I do think there's a case of that, that we've kind of forgotten what it was like to have your sort of run of the mill George Graham type manager. And, and I think if we did, we were in the middle of a George Graham scenario. I think, I think probably some people would be saying, oh, it'd be good if we had Frank Lampard. So. But um, what kind of position would Leeds have to be for them to sack Bielsa? Would that even ever be on the cards? No. Never. It, it'd just be there to stay, like you said, to 2050. I think if, we, if, out. if we got relegated, I think we'd be all calling him for at least be given a season in the in the championship to try and get us back up again. But it would be all about whether he'd want to stay. I think he has massively won us over now. Um, yeah. And I'd, I've never seen, even back in the O'Leary, Wilkinson days, uh, just after we'd won the, the league title, I've not seen this such a global acceptance of a manager. Um, yeah. So I think it'd take a lot for us to call for his head. I think you would get, you know, if we do start flirting with the relegation zone, I think you will get some murmurs from certain sections of fans who have, have been calling for the head of every manager since the day dot. Um, yeah, I think I think as a I think as a whole, I think we'll be quite forgiving of him. We're like religious zealots. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, even when we even when we lose, or should I say, like more like fail to score, it's not because of the system. It's not because of the tactics. It's 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 usually just down to some to some individual mistakes or or just not finishing finishing off chances. We create so many chances with this system. It's it's uh, and there is a certain element I feel like to being a football fan where you have to win the moral victory somehow against the yeah. other team. And I always felt that way. Um, and things like you know him giving Villa the goal um, that kind of confirms it in a very real way. Yeah, yeah I'm unhappy with that. Yeah, still. Yeah, that, yeah, so strange watching. That was. I think in team wise for um, tomorrow. Then, have, what's the injury status for Chelsea? Have we got no, any? I think this, this is the first time that all of our players are fit. Ah, oh, fuck! Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Frank announced earlier on today that everyone's in contention for for starting or playing the game, uh, which is obviously great to hear from my side. Um, so. It's, it's tough to say about the, the team shit. I think um, Giroud is bang on to start after after Tuesday. And I personally think it, we will go with the front three of Giroud, uh, Zayek and Pulisic to start off with, which will be something to worry about from your guys' perspective, I presume. So who would be on the bench for you then? Uh, on the bench, <clears throat> we would have uh, Tammy, uh, Werner and uh, Hudson-Odoi. That's okay. our front three on the bench. Just just Timo Werner, Hudson Adoy, and Tammy Abraham. Just in yeah, case you, you get yeah, yeah, yeah. into a bit of trouble. Yeah. Which which again I, th- I think is crazy because going from last season to this season, we've plugged so many gaps. And again, just looking at the game on Tuesday and looking at our bench, we were just kind of going, it's ridiculous. It's one of the first times in a long time. 
that I can say I'm quite happy with everyone that we have in our team. I think that Thiago Silva coming in at the age of 36, you know, he's just changed our back four completely. And we've gone from, you know, conceding so many goals to now, you know, shoring it up. Obviously, Mendy's a big part of that as well, mind you, but it's, it's wonderful. I think from our point of view, we're missing Cock, I think, so far. Cock's out. Cock's out for Chelsea. Um, <laughs> other than that, I think we're full strength. That way. Hopefully, Phillips is available. Um, if Phillips is available, I think we'll have a good game and I think we'll have a good chance. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a worry, especially after that result midweek for you guys. Um, I'm not so confident, even though I have said that we're going to win in the predictions. Full strength apart from Llorente, the myth. You rent his fit though, isn't he? So, but he hasn't played a, a full season of, of under twenty three games yet. No, I suppose not. So he's he's probably ninety eight percent fitness, isn't he? So he needs them twenty five <laughs> games until he's hundred percent. He's in the bubble. It'd be lovely. It'd be lovely to see what he looks like. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, we we were talking about this in the group chat, and you know those bubbles that people get into, and they they bounce around and they smash each other out of the way in those big bubbles. <laughs> we can get Urente in. And for sure, into into a couple of these big bubbles. So I think I think it wouldn't matter so much if they hadn't played the uh, full season of under twenty threes. It looked like Paddy Kenny was playing outfield. <laughs> Thomas Brolin, yeah, Thomas Brolin and Paddy Kenny outfield. And Mr. Blobby, we've got a front three of Paddy Kenny, Thomas Brolin, and Mr. Mr. Blobby. Oh, there's pace in this team, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Is Noel Edmonds going to be managing then if Mr. Blobby's playing? Or? Probably. <laughs> He'll have a house party afterwards. It'll be fine. <laughs> and then he's all a crinkly bottom. And then everyone will get arrested because they're in tier three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll have to disband the club again. <laughs> and then they put him in charge of Brexit. It's deal or no deal. <laughs> yeah, we lasted, a, we lasted 101 years. This time, um, <laughs> let's go back to what's what names are left. We've done City, we've done United, so we could be Leeds Albion or BFC Leeds, wouldn't it? We'd have to go modern. And then it'd be like all the tales are like, oh, well, uh, you don't remember what it was like when it used to be Leeds United. Well, what happened was Mr. Blobby and Noel Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Right here. Um, so little bit of wrap it up then. So maybe just final thoughts on the on the game. Um, Dan? I'm looking forward to it. Again, it's, um, it'd be nice to kind of rekindle that rivalry between Leeds and Chelsea. I do think it's probably going to be a bit mild-mannered compared to what a lot of people think. But then I imagine it's going to spark um, a lot for the next leg okay, when we're at the Ellen uh, Road for you. So I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I think it's going to be 3-1 Chelsea. We're coming off of a, a good spread right now. I'll give you a goal um, because Bamford's most likely going to score. But yeah, I'm, I'm confident, quietly confident. Too kind. Confident. You, gave us, you gave us a goal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, that's nice. You know, hospitable. Um, yeah. that's, that's the 470 quid that we've paid for the bubbly and the goal. <laughs> <laughs> A complimentary goal. Yes. Enjoy. <laughs> Compliments of Chelsea. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I think I'm looking forward to it. I don't like the late kickoff because it spoils the whole build up for it for me because kickoffs on Saturday should be three o'clock, not eight o'clock at night. Um, but I think what we need to watch out for is if Lampard pulls the same thing that he did with Klopp with Bielsa and there'll be 45,000 more millions of people that are acting like the granddad's been insulted. And we'll all be travelling to Chelsea en masse with pitchfork. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all we need to look out for. 
Yes, and for me, it will be nice to 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 play the uh, the actual Chelsea rather than uh, Millwall, which I presume is the <laughs> yeah. kind of B Tech Chelsea, the Chelsea light, if you will. So uh, yeah. we should also mention All Elves Aren't We, which is our initiative to add a Christmas toy to the last food parcel delivery of the year. And we are desperately seeking driver elves. So if you would like to volunteer for that, you can email info at slunglow.org or visit All Elves Aren't We on Twitter. We are the Roaring Peacock at Peacock's Raw. My name is Adonis. You know me as at the Adelite. So it's a very goodbye from me. And it's a very goodbye from our returning Riot Badger, Alex. See you later. And it's a very goodbye from our Chelsea counterpart. I don't know. <laughs> Dickhead? No. Sorry, Dan. I would say it's, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Normally we say uh, it's a best of luck for, for 36 games this season, but I can't I can't wish that this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't, can't bring yourself to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but seriously, you, you you're you're actually a lot nicer than I thought you were going to be, uh, which made this more difficult than it should have been. <laughs> no worries, so, mate. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, nice. thanks, Dan, and thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Leeds. Most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.